Thank you for joining us on the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations about the issues that matter most to you. Now, let's get started. Hey, Overcoming Monday listeners. Welcome to episode 47 of, obviously, the Overcoming Monday podcast, where I have my friends Ava and John York here in the studio. Hello. Say hello. Hi. Hello. (laughs) And um, they actually live in Charlotte and drove all the way down here to see me today instead of being here tomorrow. So I just want to thank you guys for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. We're excited. Ava's leading worship at uh, Crossroads Summer Camp this week. And so your original plans were to be here tomorrow. But you are here with me tonight. And we're going to be talking about how to live your best engaged life ever. (laughs) Ever. I just thought I'd be extreme. Um, And I invited them because I actually just really love their story, but pretty much um, love them as people and love hanging out. I think y'all's wedding was one of my favorites in my lifetime. I love your family. I know. They're so sweet. And y'all were so sweet. So much fun dancing. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun dancing. Man, I think we were exhausted by the time we left, but we really loved I was sweaty. I think everybody was. was. I was like really sweaty. Um, But I want to thank y'all for being here tonight. And uh, when this podcast actually comes out, summer camp will be over. But we are recording it during summer camp because Ava is here and John is here. And I didn't want to miss the opportunity for you guys to be in the studio. So why don't we just start out because I know a little bit of your love story of meeting (laughs) and engagement and all that. But none of my listeners do. So if you guys will just kind of tell us who you are and what you do and then how you met and then all the things. Okay, I'll start. So I'm John York. I am in analytical consultant in global financial crimes. Mm. So basically I stop fraud. Yeah, you're like out to get people. <laughs> so people better watch out. Business is always good. So. <laughs> and Ava? Yeah, I'm a worship leader. Um, I tour here and there. Um, yeah. And you're writing your own music now writing too. Writing my own music. Exciting. And recording. Yes. All the I things. And y'all been married. I forgot to say this. Y'all been married for three months. Yes. yes. Three so months. I got you on the like right after engagement stage, which I think yes. will be perfect for this podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's fresh. So how did you guys meet? <laughs> at, so we, we met at church first. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both were working at a local church. Mm-hmm. And I think we had one initial conversation <laughs> with a couple of other people, and we did not talk for six months. Oh, gosh. Truly. I think I saw him in passing and would just say, hi, hey, hi, and that's it. And were you nervous or just didn't care I or think didn't we think were about both it? so just focused, focused. on what <laughs> we were doing that we weren't thinking about each other? I don't mm-hmm. know. We just kind of in passing. 
And it wasn't until I got invited to a Super Bowl party. The mm-hmm. Panthers were playing that year. And my roommate and I were literally in our robes on the couch. We were like, should we just go to the Super Bowl party? <laughs> and she was like, let's just go. Let's not be those people. And I was like, I want to go, you know. So we just forced ourselves to go. And lo and behold, John York is there. And we talked the entire Super Bowl. Literally, mm-hmm. I cannot tell you a single play that took place Man. during that. But we, we did take a break when because Beyonce, Bruno, and Coldplay. She cut off the conversation. She said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have to hear the amazing. music. Literally. I That's mean, it. that cut was like off. the perfect mashup. So I stopped the conversation and my roommate was like, do you need to be saved? And I was like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, we had a couple of people who tried to uh, interrupt our conversation or jump in. but uh, <laughs> And make sure that y'all were, uh, that y'all liked each other. Is that I think what that, I think that they wanted to state their claim <laughs> Oh, <Ava>. on Ava? <laughs> Ava was like oh hot meat that night or whatever. <laughs> hot commodity. Hot commodity. Right. That's, what I That's what I meant. It just didn't come out right. Um, we're doing camp. So who knows how I'm going to say things um, tonight. But anyway, so you guys met at a Super Bowl party. Mm-hmm. And so um, fast forward, how did you fall in love? It started with Facebook Messenger. It did. It really? Did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We Facebook messaged for... Gosh, maybe like a month or two? Yeah, before I gave him my number. So we just kind of had this weird like mm-hmm. chat on Facebook. And then we kept that going. And then what? How for how long? It was a while. And then I invited you to a group dinner. And so yes. I got your number that way. That's true. Without having to ask you for your number. Yeah. On Face Messenger. Facebook Messenger. <laughs> Facebook yes. Messenger, he yeah. Was sl- it was slick. He was really slick. Because you told me a story that you had to follow up with. I did. Your Facebook Messenger. I did. And we just kept it going. And so then I invited her. I I asked her on our first date. She didn't know it was a date. And we went to the zoo. Okay. And um, this one monkey didn't like men. He didn't like me. So he started throwing (laughs) his... Throwing his, you know... Oh, no. His stuff on me. Excrement. (laughs) Excrement. He was great with Ava, but with me, it was bad. (laughs) And uh, at least we know Ava is good with monkeys, and right, John exactly. is not. Yeah. So, so if you take like your kids, you. you need to let Ava take them They're, to the yeah. monkey section. I'll just stay ten feet back, and <laughs> we'll be okay. But yeah, so we're there, and then we're watching this leopard lick its little. It was his birthday, and they gave him a blood sickle. Uh huh. And so, okay, yeah. And um, I knew I wanted to give her a true sign that I liked her. So uh, while we were watching the leopard, I said, "Hey, can you hold this for me real quick?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure." So I gave her my hand. And she, She's like, wait, what? Yeah. So, so you're like dad jokes already, but you're truly. Oh yeah, yeah we yeah, yeah. I'm corny. She's How cheesy. old are you? Sorry, tell people your ages. I'm 28. Okay. 31. So 31 already telling dad jokes. Already yeah. telling dad jokes. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Thanks for confirming that yeah. for me. <laughs> and the rest was history from there. I think we just kind of continued to talk, continued to hang out, and just got closer. And when did you guys? Um, how long did you date? Was it? Two, about two years. Yeah. Okay. And then two years. And then when you started thinking about, did you talk about marriage at all during the dating process? Yes. (laughs) We never had the conversation of, of, hey, one day I'm going to marry you. You know, let's start planning for that. I don't think it was like that, but we were, we would always talk about the future. The interest of getting married. Yeah. We knew we wanted to be married and then. I think for me, I knew that he wanted he to marry me just from how he alluded to the future, mm-hmm. how he expressed visions for our relationship, just how he, we would 
so sorry, just how we would express our goals for each other and just, I don't know, for our lives. I kind of knew, okay, he's serious and he is, he has um, just a vision and a goal. Okay. Um, for a marriage. So. Did you know? So now we're getting to the ask of mm-hmm. like when you asked her to marry you, um, Ava. Did you expect that this was coming? Had you guys kind of already talked about this is where we're headed? So you kind of thought he's going to ask me soon. I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. Mm. So I, because I knew because he kind of was asking like what my style was as far as rings Mm -hmm. goes and things like that so I kind of figured oh he's gonna marry me but I wasn't thinking oh it's gonna be like in a few months Uh I was thinking maybe next year he'll ask me or Mm -hmm. something like that but I didn't know um quite exactly I should (laughs) have because of the way you were kind of acting during that season but (laughs) okay what was he doing he was just expressing I mean, he always told me how much he loved me, but he would more so express the reasons why mm. a lot, just out of nowhere, and that he was just excited about the future with me and, you know, lucky and things like that. And I was just like, he's either being really emotional right now or this is something that's coming. So exact, I thought something was coming, just not in July mm-hmm. <laughs> of last year. <laughs> so how did you ask Ava to marry you and what were you kind of feeling leading up to this? Oh, I was nervous. Mm-hmm. I was nervous. That was one of the most busiest weeks leading up to it that I've ever had. Uh, for my job, I do a lot of travel and mm-hmm. I had to go to Jersey and I told my boss that I was proposing that Friday and he was like, well, great, you get to leave Thursday. So <laughs> oh my goodness. I was in Jersey Monday through Thursday. Uh, flew back Thursday night, uh, proposed to her Friday, and then I had to preach at our church uh, that we were at at the time that Sunday. And wow. so it was a whirlwind. But um, yeah, it was, it was, I was really nervous because actually that Friday, I was like, okay, it would be different if it was just she and I alone. But I had ended up inviting her whole family oh and all of her friends <laughs> and her, you know, like people from out of town came in. And so I think we had about 30 people there. So I'm like, oh, now I really have to do well because mm-hmm. it's not just her and I. It's a it's an audience that's going to be a part of this too. Wow. And uh, yeah. Were so. they glad to be invited? Yeah. Her family? I bet that that's the bravest thing I've ever heard. I don't, <laughs> I haven't heard of anyone inviting someone's entire family for an engagement. How, yeah. Why did you think to do that? Well, because her family all live out of town. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted them to be a part of this moment with mm-hmm. her. Uh, I know that she doesn't get to see them at that time as often as she would have liked. And so I thought that it would have been a really great surprise for them yeah. to be a part of something that, you know, we'll remember for the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's so sweet. Well, we're going to take a quick break right now. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about all the questions of engagement. Some of them we've gotten off of social media. So I asked you guys some questions that you might have about engagement. So we're going to cover some of those, but then we're going to um, cover some other things about, did you set boundaries? Uh, Some of the best things about your engagement, maybe some things that you would have done differently. So we're going to be right back and talk about those things. Hey guys, we wanted to take a quick break to talk about an exciting event we have coming up so soon. 
Crossroads Marriage Conference. You guys, it's coming up so soon and we cannot wait to see you there. It's going to be November 1st and 2nd, 2019 in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina, one of my personal favorite cities. And this is for all married or engaged couples, no matter how long you've been married or what marriage has even looked like for you in the past. Clayton and Shari and some of our other friends are going to be giving us tools and wisdom that will help our marriages become what God intended them to be, a testament to the world of his unconditional love for us. So grab a romantic Airbnb, make some good dinner reservations, and go to crossroadsmarriageconference.com to find out more and to register you and your spouse for this really special weekend. We hope to see you there. Now, back to the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're talking about engagement with my friends, Ava and John York. And they're gorgeous. If you guys are in here, you, you would um, feel like you just want to stare at both of them all day oh because I love both of them. We love and you, <laughs> I love you. Let's just hug. Okay. Anyway, um, well, I wanted to ask you because everybody asks this question, um, I feel like, of me and Clayton whenever we go somewhere and they're asking relationship questions. But did you guys feel like within your engagement you had to set some emotional or physical boundaries so that you could like do your engagement well Mm -hmm. and then enter into marriage with like feeling good and a clear conscience and all that kind of stuff. Did you guys have to do that? And how did you have that conversation? I think every listener would want to know. We absolutely had to do that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It's hard. It's really hard. It really is because you get to the point to where you're just like, well, I mean, we're about to be married married. anyway, right? You know, we're almost there. So, I mean, that's not going to change over the next couple (laughs) Mm -hmm. of months. Um, so it was definitely hard, um, but we, we absolutely did have to set boundaries. And I think that we, I think we had the conversation kind of earlier. Mm-hmm. We kind of knew like what we wanted to do and make sure that we did it the right way. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we, we did have that conversation. Yeah. So who brought that up? I think we both, <laughs> well, we knew before we started dating, we kind of knew what our goals were in relationship. Yeah. So that kind of helped us decide if we even wanted to try this with each other Mm -hmm. because we both knew what we were striving for Mm -hmm. and we really wanted to do it the right way. We really wanted to do it the godly way. Um, And so that was very important for us. And however, we knew that when we got engaged, everything would just heighten. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really necessarily mean like you could have the best intentions, but once you're engaged, you're right. It just kind of feels like this is my husband this is technically my husband I have Mm -hmm. a ring you know what I mean but I think then we kind of set um a curfew Mm -hmm. like just really practical (laughs) we set a curfew and for us we had a very unique situation in that at the time he was living him and his sister were roommates Mm -hmm. so we were not alone really even if Mm -hmm. we were watching tv we really want to run alone I had a roommate so we just kind of made sure we tried to surround ourselves with um, other people other that people. would almost make you feel uncomfortable exactly. if you were. <laughs> yeah, your exactly. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awkward. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So we just try to make sure that uh, we were around people that would keep us accountable. It did get tough, though. Like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat how yeah. tough it can get. It's just, I think in those moments where it did get really tough for us and we were like, you know, on the verge of, you know, whatever. But I think we kind of remembered no, we've made it this far and that's something to be proud of. And we started kind of taking pride in that. Mm -hmm. And then everything we did kind of like surround, I can't, what am I trying to say? Everything we did kind of 
led from that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to define this, I'm guessing, because some of the listeners may mm-hmm. not um, come from a belief system to where they've heard that, True. you know, to yeah. wait for marriage or anything like Absolutely. that. So you guys, uh, what were your goals, at, like physically, to save yourself from marriage? Yeah. I'm just saying it out loud. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was your goal. And then um, and then emotionally, did you set any, save your physical relations for marriage. <laughs> I'm just going to say it straight out. And then your emotional goals. Did you have any, did you feel like you had to hold back some emotionally so that you didn't like get too intimate physically? Or did was that just a time and an engagement where you felt like we need to talk about all the things before we get married, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what were you gonna Go say? ahead. I feel like my emotions were all over the place mm-hmm. during engagement, just because I was, I'm, I don't, I guess I've never, you know, been in this place before, and so it just, it seems like your relationship goes from like one to ten, like really quickly. Mm-hmm. So I think all of my emotions came out. Mm-hmm. I didn't sugarcoat or hide anything mm-hmm. for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> I think I kind of was just like either, it was either from one extreme to the other. I think for me, I I was just kind of like, I don't want to hold anything back. Mm-hmm. If he's going to be my husband, I want everything to be out on the table. Yeah. And he could tell me if it's too much or, you know, we can kind of scale back later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's yeah. smart because, you know, a lot of people, I think, still try to do a little bit more of a dating scene thing and engagement, and then and then your first year of marriage is really hard. Yeah. So I think even though if you're completely honest with mm-hmm. each other about who you are, your desires, all the things mm-hmm. during engagement, then when you enter marriage, you don't feel like someone just uh, swept the rug out from under you, yeah. and you're like, who is this person I married? Because yeah. ha- honestly, that happens in marriage sometimes anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think if you can be... As, as honest and vulnerable as you can mm-hmm. in that engagement process, then you, when you're standing in front of each other at that altar, you feel like you know that person deeply. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. I think that's good advice. Um, so let's talk about something a little fun. I know that we've, t- Clayton and I have talked to you guys before <laughs> about your personality differences. So John, tell us uh, a little bit about <laughs> some things that maybe you notice about Ava that are different about you, maybe even a funny story. Yeah, just share a little bit about how you guys are different. So I'm, I'm very analytical with literally everything. You think? I mean, you're like a financial <laughs> <That's right>. analyst. <laughs> everything. And so like she'll, she may come to me about one issue and really just want me to listen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, what you need to do is boom, 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 boom. It's like mm-hmm. I have the answer before the question is even asked. And uh, that's just my nature. I'm just very analytical, mm-hmm. um, problem solver type kind of guy. And um, Ava's very um, uh, feelings led, I would say. Um, which is not bad though. I love it. That's one of the things that uh, really attracted me to her is just the passion that she has. Mm-hmm. And so what I've, <laughs> I mean, we, we've had, I mean, she can tell you plenty of times mm-hmm. where she's walked in and <laughs> just wanted an ear to, to listen and I'm straight to <laughs> solutions. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Clayton was like that with me 
too. And I had to just look at him and say, I don't want you to solve my problems. <laughs> I just want you to hear what I'm saying, please. <laughs> it's true. Because yep. he will literally have like, let's write out the list. Let's just, you know, one, we can do this and then we can do that. You and have a list, right? I write a to-do list. Oh my gosh. Every, Every single, single day. day. He has a to-do list. Yes. And this he is my to-do list. He has a post-it note right yes. now. He's sticking on the table with his to-do list. What to but do you don't day. do to-dos for Ava. No, you know? no, no, no. Ava, no, no, okay. No, no. I've no. heard what you said and here's what you need to do. But, you know, that's your go-to though. Mm. So it's hard when you see someone who's, especially if Ava has all these problems or mm-hmm. she seems to be hurt about something and you're yeah. listening with a man, I think if we did this or she did this, it could help. I get that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like that way about my children a lot of times, yeah. you know? And so it's hard not to go there. It's hard to just sit and hold your hands out and yeah. say, I'm going to listen. I listen. Yeah. love you. Yeah. I've gotten better. Okay. Yeah. That's a, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Sorry, I didn't hear that. But he yeah. was like, have I, have <laughs> I gotten better? <laughs> it was like, ha, 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 ha. Oh man, but it's it's been really good. I had to learn to basically like, and I think one of the things for both of us that we learned in marriage is it's it hinges off of communication. Mm-hmm. And I think starting off and even through the engagement, I was trying to communicate the best way that worked for me, yeah, and not for her. But I had to learn to communicate the best way that would that she could actually hear and understand what, you know, and, and I think vice versa, Mm -hmm, Um, just making sure that we actually understand each other. Yeah. That's so mature. And I know that, you know, we're all, we all have different personalities Mm -hmm. and we all have different backgrounds. And the reality is it's just going to be hard to understand someone else who you want to love so well. There's Mm -hmm. so much behind your own, like you're emotional too, just your emotions are expressed in a different way. <laughs> yeah. So you're listening to Ava and you're just feeling all this, oh, I want to carry her burdens and I want to mm-hmm. help her. And that was your way of trying. And yeah. she, I don't know if you're anything like me, Ava, but probably. pretty much I'm like, I could probably solve this. I just would need a shoulder need a and then I'm yep. going to get up and I'm going to do it. You know? Yep. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And how did you feel like, uh, what did you learn about John? Wow. Well, the fact that he is analytical. I think I, I, I don't know. I think at first it kind of, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to say it. I think at first it just made me feel like we couldn't understand each other at mm-hmm. first. I was just like, Oh my God, he's not going to understand me. He's going to always just kind of like hound, hound on me and mm-hmm. come down on me with all of these like to do's mm-hmm. and not really listen. But I think I understood that he is just his place. It's this way of showing le- mm-hmm. that he actually loves and cares about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of the biggest things that I kind of learned right off the bat, that he is a strategist. He had a marriage finance, finance book right off the bat that he wanted me to read. And I'm like, I want to read Brene Brown. I don't want to read that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I want to read about being vulnerable. Exactly. <laughs> Brave in the wilderness. <laughs> like, I'm trying to read so many, like, you know, create, creative books. And I think I told him that. I was like, I'm more creative. Like, you're more, like, you realist. Like, we, you know, like, you're crushing my creative spirit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But I think over time in our short three months, I've learned that that's huge in the fact that um, we're both kind of not on opposite ends, but we're like I'm creative and he's more strategic and analytical and understanding that that can complement each other. And that is, you know, our strength when it is 
implement it in the correct way. Yeah. So we had um, Jess and Justin Brock on um, not too long ago, and they were Mm -hmm. talking about communication. And Justin told us, he revealed to the entire audience (laughs) that he made Jess, when they first got married, carry a ledger around so that every time (laughs) she bought something, she had to record it. (laughs) I'm not that bad. I know. So I would say that like maybe y'all are a step ahead. (laughs) Jess is like, I just thought, yeah, Jess said, all I knew was he wasn't in debt. So we should just do this because (laughs) I had debt and he didn't, you know? And (laughs) so it does make sense sometimes. And so I appreciate the fact that like, you're going to come up with a plan, John, and it's going to be a good one. And Ava's going to be able to trust that plan, you know, for like y'all's finances and like (laughs) where you want to go. So that's good, you know, (laughs) but, um, well, that's funny. Um, so here's some questions. Some of our listeners were asking, um, what are some ways that they can prepare for the change from like dating into marriage? They said, but I would say from dating into engagement, let's switch the question around just a little bit. Yeah. I I think you hit it earlier when you'd said, just kind of be honest. I think that, you know, when you're dating, your goal is to try to get the person to like you. And so sometimes you will compromise with yourself on certain things that you truly believe in to Mm -hmm. make sure that the other person feels okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, um, that can't be the case when you're engaged or married. I'm not saying that you don't compromise with each other together, but mm-hmm. I think when you compromise against yourself and what you truly believe in, that's mm-hmm. only just going to bottle up a lot of you know energy that shouldn't be there. Um, and so I, I, I would say, you know, being completely honest with the person about what you like, what you don't like, mm-hmm. um, and you know, if there are things that it's a hard conversation to have, but if there are things that, you know, the other person does that you just don't like at all, maybe mm-hmm. have a conversation about it. Because mm-hmm. um, if not, it's just going to keep building up. And when you do bring it up months down the road, mm-hmm. the other spouse is going to be like, but wait, yeah. you, you told me this. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I would say just be as honest as you can. Yeah, that's good. What about you, Ava? Yeah, I think I would say to just be honest, like, like you were saying, um, but then also enjoy the engagement process mm-hmm. and not become so overwhelmed with the planning mm-hmm. aspect. You don't have to jump right into planning the wedding. You could just take time and go to counseling and just mm-hmm. really take that time to build up your relationship and mm-hmm. start foundationally. And because the wedding day, I mean, it's very important and it, it's beautiful, but it's just a day. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I've learned. Like, man, that was a really beautiful day, but it was really just a day. Mm-hmm. And I think long term, what's really going to matter is the foundation, the fun. Just when you look back on that time, you want to think, oh, man, we really enjoyed our time. We really are prepared for this marriage that we're entering into. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's actually some advice that was sent in too. Oh, wow. is <laughs> your wedding day is just a day, yeah. but your marriage is a lifetime. Oh, so wow. concentrate on each other. Yeah. Um, and then here's... Uh, Here's a question that I thought was really good. What questions should my fiance and I ask each other as we prepare for marriage? Wow. Do y'all have any? I know (laughs) I'm throwing this on you guys. I think um, some of the stuff that we've suggested, Clayton and I, we have, we wrote a book and we were talking about expectations. I think you go through some of the, some of the questions you don't think about. Mm -hmm. So what are your roles you're expecting in marriage? Mm -hmm. Uh, how many kids do you want to have? Do you want to have kids or not have kids? Mm -hmm. Uh, 
you you don't think that you haven't thought about those questions, yeah. but they're they need to be talked about. Um, because Clayton said he wanted 13 and I was like, yeah, maybe two. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so things like that. Do you guys have any, uh, questions like that, that you asked each other before you got married? I think one of the things that we did, um, I wish we would have done before, but we, it's an exercise we did in our marriage was, mm-hmm. um, we, we basically sat down and we wrote down our expectations of our spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Aside from each other. Right. Mm-hmm. We didn't share it with okay. like, We wrote down 20. you could just write down, not like your dream spouse, but uh-huh. like an expectation that you would have for a spouse. Okay. Yeah. And so... Like, what were some of those? Um, I, I, I think one of them was like, um, you know, I expect my spouse to support me. Mm-hmm. And after you write that down, you have the list. Um, or it could be anything, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, kids. I expect my mm-hmm. spouse to be a helpmate in raising the kids to where it's not just one person, but it's both. Or, right. Or it, help me make dinner and not right. just sit. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. exactly. That's how I feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Team Divide the responsibilities. <laughs> right. You're good at that, right? It works. Yeah. You there know how go. to cook, so yeah, I don't. <laughs> we um, so just the other night, I realized that I hadn't ever vocalized an expectation that I had of Clayton because... Um, I came in the room after going around the house and there were like two doors that were unlocked. And I came in and I said, why is it that you can go to bed and leave the doors unlocked? I don't understand. I always thought the man would be like care about whether we were safe in the home with all the doors locked. And that, But you can go to sleep with them open. I don't understand it. And um, he said, well, I didn't know that you expected that of me. And I said, I didn't know either. <laughs> Except that I'm always locking the doors because I'm paranoid and you're sleeping with them unlocked and it's okay with you, you know? So even just simple things like that, that mm-hmm. I think we don't even realize um, are going on like mm-hmm. I expected the man cares about keeping the family safe so he gets the alert you know the yeah. security system and locks the doors and like all the things you know <laughs> yeah. um, or cuts the grass or you know I don't really mm-hmm. know but those things that you don't know you're expecting I think those are important to talk about yeah. Ava can you think Absolutely. of any that you had I think I wanted to make sure that all of our responsibilities were a joint effort Mm -hmm. that like washing dishes and cleaning, it just didn't like fall on one person, Mm -hmm. i.e. me, Yeah, (laughs) but that we each took, um, ownership over, you know, responsibilities of the house and, you know, that it was a joint effort. Yep. I think life flows and sometimes you can do things together and then sometimes, if life gets busy, one person may be doing a little bit more mm-hmm. at home while the other is working or, or one, you know, I think that there's ebb and flow of that, yeah. but I think if you can create a routine for sure, or like an understanding, I would yeah, say, absolutely. then it, then when you ask or something doesn't happen, you can say it and it's like, oh yeah, we did talk about that yeah. instead of, you never told me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's a serious question, Ava, and I don't know if you want to tackle this one or not. And if you, <laughs> you can just say tap out and I'll, I'll handle it, but um, how would you say that's a female, I guess, maybe males too, um, handle body physical insecurities in marriage? Like how once you're married, if you're insecure about the body image or whatever, how do you handle that in marriage and how, or how have you guys done it? Yeah. Wow. That, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I think that is definitely a very serious issue. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be talked about more because it's something that I feel like women do struggle with. Mm-hmm. And there, I truly believe there's no true or no easy way to answer it. Mm-hmm. But for me, 
I try to be as completely open and honest with John, you know, Mm -hmm. about any insecurities that I'm having or anything that I'm feeling um, that, I don't know, is just making me feel insecure in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I think that moment is beautiful in that I'm not bottling this up and allowing it to cause me to become bitter or Mm. um, sink into this isolation, which I feel like a lot of times has the potential Mm -hmm. to happen. I think if I open up or when I have opened up to you about certain things that you take that time to build me up in a way that my mind just wouldn't allow me to go or, Mm -hmm. you know, on my own. And that's when his, you know, strategy thinking Mm -hmm. really comes into play because I think he has a way of really coming, not coming down, being thoughtful, maybe. Yeah. Of the moment being thoughtful, but also speaking life Mm -hmm. into that area where, um, I may be feeling void in and being very patient in ways that, you know, I may be trying to, I don't know. I think there's an element of patience that he exudes. Mm. And I think knowing that you have your, the support of your spouse, instead of thinking that you're gonna, you're shaming yourself Mm -hmm. is something that is so beautiful. I think Mm. that's the only word I can think of is so beautiful. And knowing that you have that support system and that you're not in this alone allows you, allows me, I'll speak for myself to take steps and towards actually overcoming that. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm proud of you, John, because that's something that a woman needs. And I know that Clayton's really good at doing that for me. Mm-hmm. I think keeping the conversation open, mm-hmm. how are you feeling? Uh, you know, tell your husband, even after, especially after having kids, that's a hard stage too. And just life, our bodies change. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when you're married and you're young, I mean, it may be great, but you may also have some stuff from the past that makes it hard for mm-hmm. you to like be free oh, with yeah. your spouse. Mm-hmm. So I think having that conversation and admitting your weakness um, is good. And if you don't know how to talk about it together, one of the most important things that we can do, I think, is actually seek counseling and that Absolutely. if we're unable to overcome it ourselves so that that um, your sexual intimacy remains um, healthy yeah. or continues to be health or starts healthy and can continue to get healthier, healthier. Mm-hmm. um, as the marriage goes along instead of kind of like backtracking and then like avoiding one another and not having it healthy. So if you are want to hear more about, um, sexual intimacy, I actually, <laughs> uh, did a podcast in the last season called getting naked with your spouse. So that's a good episode to listen to. We talk about it in more detail. I'm going to end this episode today, um, by giving you guys some of the advice that I, um, received from you, um, on Instagram. One said, tell your family about your engagement in person before posting it. That is a good idea. That's a good idea. (laughs) If you didn't think about that, maybe that's one to note down. Um, (laughs) Take your time to enjoy the engagement rather than Mm -hmm. spending all your time in the planning. And here's another. You have to always love each other through whatever phase you're going through. I think that's really important because life changes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Relationships change as you go along. You have kids, you change. So loving each other through all of those stages. And then the last one that I saw on here that was really good is the first 
month of marriage can be a little bit of a whirlwind <laughs> um, yes. because you're learning so much in that first month yeah. mm-hmm. and it can be very exciting. You can have super highs and super lows. Mm-hmm. So just to remember that marriage isn't about that first month. It's about <laughs> a lifetime of um, living together. And so anyway... Thank you guys for being on this episode, talking about engagement. Thanks for having us. Um, I know that our young adults will really appreciate some of the advice that you guys have given. I know that engagement is one of those stages that's hard to talk about because it's kind of the in-between dating Mm -hmm. and marriage and no one really knows what to do and it can be hard to process. So I appreciate you guys being in here and um, being honest with everyone. So friends, if you benefited from this podcast, please share this episode with your friends on your social media platform and leave a review on iTunes. Thanks a bunch for your support and Clayton King Ministries hopes we've given you something to overcome your Monday. We're thankful that you chose to listen to Overcoming Monday, a production of Clayton King Ministries. This podcast happens because of you and there are three ways that you can help us reach even more people. One, be sure to share us with your friends and follow Shari on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ShariKing99. The second way is that you can also make a tax-deductible donation to Clayton King Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit, at claytonking.com slash give. And third, of course, subscribe to our podcast. Get on your favorite podcast platform and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And for more encouragement to move you forward in your faith, check out Shari's amazing blog at shariking.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that we've given you something to help overcome this Monday.